Yo, this is Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip-hop podcast, the only place you'll find finance mixed with hip-hop. And today, the Empower Empire is in full effect. I got my guy Chris Dockery on. We go way back and I can't wait to share this conversation with you. We're going to talk about his world travels and we're going to talk about how he got started with crypto. Let's go. I got my click ready to use the money they got from jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not so hard. I'm doing this making investing pop. You law is extra. You tuning in to Stocks and Bars. Yo, this is Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip hop podcast. The only place where you will find hip hop and finance mixed together. And let me tell you something right now, family. The guests I have with me today. When I tell you that we go back, we go back. This is probably my longest tenured friend that I have in my network. So I met this guy in Alaska and this is, dang, 15? It might've been 15 when we first met. Man, yeah. that's easily over half my life. <laughs> <laughs> and since then we've kept in communication since We've moved along from bases to wherever we've been. He's been in the military. He's served. And my guy has been in crypto basically since crypto very first started. And we've had conversations back and forth about it. He was educating me about it. I never dove as deep as he did. But the reason why he's here now is because we're going to get in to what we're going to talk about with this crypto family. Let's go ahead and welcome my guy, Chris. Dockery, what's up with you, man? What's going on? What's going on? Yo. <laughs> man, that was, this... that was the introduction, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, hey, man. Right. We've, we've been together for so long, man. Yeah, we've been running yeah. tight for a minute, man. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start things off with just letting everybody know who you are. I know you my friend, but to the world, it may not matter to them, but everybody has somebody in their network that should be empowering them and you are that guy so let's talk man chris let everybody know who you are yeah like i said man i appreciate that uh but yeah my name's chris dockery man uh those in my neighborhood they call me crook never liked that nickname growing up but they always <laughs> call me crook they're like damn are you a thief nah i ain't no thief you know i just it's, it's funny because in high school i always used to get crooks in my neck so my homeboys, they call me Crook. So that's how I got the name. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, uh, Chris, Crook, whatever you want to call me, Slick Crook. Uh, you can find me on uh, IG under Slick Crook. I'm the only Slick Crook out there. Uh, man, just like uh, Extro said, man, uh, man, we we went back 14, 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. growing up in the military. Yeah, growing up in a military family. So I lived on, you know, different military bases growing up. <clears throat> and uh Landed in Alaska and, you know, we connected and, you know, we've been, we've been cool ever since, uh, but graduated high school in Atlanta, man. Uh, I traveled around, but my home base always been Atlanta, Georgia, all through Georgia. Ended up graduating high school in the year 2000, you know what I'm saying? Telling my age, I'm an 80s baby. So you already know what time it <laughs> is. This is what it is, man. You know, I, yeah. you ain't showing the grades as much as I got over here. I got them <laughs> girls though, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie, they coming out on me and my beard a little bit, but I'm, I'm embracing it though. I like the salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it, man, because I, I earned my stripes. So I need everybody to know I've been through a war and you better not ever question <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> where i so, come from <laughs> yeah yeah you're right about that man you know we've been put we didn't put in the work we didn't we didn't got the education uh we done made our mistakes learn from mistakes yeah. 
you know what I'm saying, and prevailed. And, uh, you know, we're standing tall today. Uh, so, you know, I'm here. We here. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. We, like, it's, it's so many stories we could share, man. I, <laughs> we'll yeah. save that for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, so, so like I said, so I've lived all over the place, man. But uh, we ended up, after my pops retired from the military, we ended up, uh, you know, retired in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. So I ended up graduating high school in Atlanta, Georgia, and everything, as you know. And uh, so, you know, what I represent is Ellenwood, Georgia, East Side Atlanta, Zone there 6, Bouldercrest Road. You know what time it is. Holler <laughs> at your boy, Slick Crook. <laughs> yeah, so that's my neighborhood, man. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, growing up around there, it was, uh, you know, great friends, uh, you know, people hustling and doing what they got to do to survive. Yeah. Uh, going down there, school. Uh, <clears throat> once once I looked up with my friends down there in the high schools and everything, everything was cool. A lot of my homeboys were rappers back in the day. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm a hip hop head. Days. Yeah. 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 I'm a, uh, I'm a hip hop head, man. So when I got to Ellenwood, you know what I'm saying? Atlanta, Georgia, uh, I linked up with my homeboys and, uh, we had a, or we still do, uh, got an entertainment company, Gimfetti Entertainment. Uh, but I was never a rapper. I know extra, you be getting down <laughs> with the bars and everything. Yeah, I, I was never a rapper. You know, I, I try from time to time. I get in on the freestyle, but I'm not a rapper. But, uh, but I'm a video guy. I always been an arts guy, visual guy, and I got into cameras and going to school for video production, graduated from school and everything out of Atlanta, Georgia as well with my film degree. I got a bachelor's degree in fine arts, specializing in video audio production. That's what's ended up. up uh, yeah, ended up graduating from school and I was doing a lot of music videos for a lot of the dudes around my neighborhood and a lot of the guys that I, that I rolled with. So yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> So interesting, you told me before about your world travels. I've seen them, you know, but what's the most interesting place that you've been to so far on this planet? Yeah, so I move around a lot, too. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a world traveler. As far as interesting, I would say, <clears throat> oh, man, it's been so many. But as far as interesting, I would most definitely say. I'm not gonna lie to you. This might be kind of cliche, but uh, but this place is really interesting once you go. Okay. So the most interesting place uh that I've been to is uh is Amsterdam, Netherlands. Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah, and, and the reason why it's so interesting is because they're they're kind of uh uh they 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 allow certain stuff. They allow like the 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 weed smoking. They allow yeah. they allow uh like uh they they or they have like the 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 sex and the sex museum which it only has there's only two marilyn monroe wax museums in the world and one of them is at the one in in the in the netherlands in in amsterdam uh so they got the sex museum which is very interesting i know we kind of going a little (laughs) r-rated but we're going to take it there you ask what the interesting is is, (laughs) so uh sex museum man uh the week and hash museum is out there they got the heineken brewery you got the red light district where you can literally walk down the street and see all different types of women in the windows uh enticing men to come inside so that and it's not and it's not really um it's not really they're not really boasting it to where they is that's what they're all about i mean it's just their culture you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. E- even if you don't partake or engage or any of that stuff like a lot of people just walk down because you can't help it you're, you're walking down the yeah, street and, it, and it's just right there around you so as you're walking you're just kind of it's just interesting just to see you just walk right by it and just go and do your own thing you know so uh that's very interesting uh i'm, I'm huge in the museums i like all different types of museums and stuff 
Uh, and they have the Vincent of uh, the Van Gogh Museum out there in Amsterdam, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm just a museum guy, you know what I'm saying? I like to, uh, I like to see history coming up like it's a little jit. Uh, my favorite subject in high school was history. history so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's just <laughs> always been me. But as far as interesting, I would most definitely say uh, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. I guess I could say from the pictures, one of the most interesting places that I've seen you've been was the Dead Sea because I saw you was floating in it and it was just, you just floating. I'm like, yo, yeah. this is crazy. And then I so saw it, other people. After I saw that video, I started to Google more about it and I saw more videos and other yeah, people it, doing the same exact thing. It's funny you say that because after I answered your question, I thought about Jordan as well. <laughs> so, uh, so Jordan uh, is also an interesting place. Uh, Jordan is actually, to be honest with you, if you were to ask this question, if you just said, Chris, where's your most favorite place you've ever been to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going to be my next then, one. <laughs> that, well, okay, well, Jordan, most definitely. Jordan was very... Uh, Man, I, I was in Jordan for a while and I spent a lot of time out there and I spent a lot of time all through the country. And uh, I got a chance to go to uh, some very uh, cool spots. I've been to uh, the landmark of Jesus Christ's baptismal location. Okay. Uh, which is in uh, Bethany, Jordan. Now, you know, Israel and Jordan, they kind of go right, back right. and forth on where exactly was Jesus Christ baptized. Uh, but I did go to the location, uh, West Bank. Uh, uh, located on the Jordanian side. Okay. And, uh, and that was very interesting. You know what I'm saying? I like to pray, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I keep my faith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. So, so when I, I've been there a few times and, and to be honest with you, I work not far from there. Sometimes I would go there like on Sundays and, you know, just for relaxation, just to pray. I'm not going to lie. It, it was, it yeah. was that relaxing and I was that close to it. So I had to do it. Yeah. So, so that was a cool spot. The Dead Sea, most definitely, man. Uh, Dead Sea is cool. Uh, it's good for, I don't know, you know, if the viewers know, but like the, the mud from the Dead Sea, or first off, the Dead Sea is actually the lowest point on earth. Mm, I didn't know that. Even if you, even if you look it up on Google Maps and you go to Jordan, you find the Dead Sea, uh, it will be on Google Maps. It'll, it'll say the lowest point on earth. So it's the lowest point on earth. Uh, there's nothing living in the water. No fish, no, 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 no insects, reptiles, nothing lives in the water. Uh, and when I went there, I said, man, look, I weigh 250 pounds. I know when I get in this water, I'm going to sink to the ground. There's no way the salt is going to be able to make me float. I got there. They explained everything to me. Uh, I got into the water and they explained to you, they say, make sure you don't, you know, try to swim because if the water splashes you on your eyes, uh, it's so sting. much of salt content is going to sting. And once it stings and you start to overreact, you're just going to be splashing and you're just going to be over and done with. <laughs> so it was like, just go in the water and just lay back and just, and just relax. So got in the water, got in the salt and man, as soon as you get to the water, the salt content actually picks your body up. It controls your body. That's wild. It, it, and, and you you're actually floating. I said, I, I was like, oh man, this is crazy. <laughs> so uh so you go in the water and, and then you you know you rub the salt all over your body, you know, um, you get out the water, then they put the mud on you. Once once they put the mud on you, then you you just, you know, so you sit around and, you know, chit chat with whoever's out there at the beach and everything. And uh, you let the mud dry. About 30 minutes later, you go back in the water. 
you take the salt and you and you wash all the mud off your skin and then you finally get out and i'm not going to lie to you uh man it it makes your skin so smooth and a lot of people go there a lot of people have like skin issues whatever skin issue you may have uh, the dead sea is also known to cure certain skin ailments yo i never never knew this before yeah a lot of people go to the dead sea to cure whatever skin ailment they they may have uh so oh, it's like good eczema for and stuff like that yeah yep eczema and all and stuff like that yep Mm -hmm. Yo, yeah, that, that's that's a first right there, man. Yeah, <laughs> never yeah heard and, that. and whether and whether you visit the uh, the Dead Sea, there's two different sides. You got the Jordanian side and the Israeli side. So if you're in Israel, you can get to the Dead Sea. If you're in Jordan, you can get to the Dead Sea. So okay, yep. Yeah, also, so uh, I also in Jordan, there's another spot. I'm gonna tell you about this last spot. Yeah, yeah. There's a spot called there's a spot called Wadi Rum. And this spot is an interesting spot, too. Um, it's the Red Sand Desert, and it's where a lot of the movies go. A lot of the outer space movies, they go to this certain location to film their outer space uh, uh, scenes and locations. Like the movie The Martian, uh, Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, and if, uh, Star Trek. Uh, and there's a few other uh, outer space movies. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but they go to uh, they go to Wadi Rum in order to, uh, you know, film certain scenes that that depicts like outer space. And I'm not going to lie to you, D. It, it's uh, once you go out, go out there, it looks like you're right in outer space. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Is it because it's naturally like that or they set it up like that so they keep uh, coming well, back to film it? It's, it, it's, the, it's the red sand and then it's how the mountains are set. Uh, it's just okay, the so desert. The red sand. That's automatically Star Trek, right there. I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the and the way the mountains are, it's not like the mountains that you're thinking about, like in the United States, like the rolling mountains type of deal. They're yeah. like, like plateaued mountains. They're, once you see them, you're gonna be like, "What?" Well, I've never seen mountains like that. Uh, that, that's the only location I've ever seen mountains that look like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it looks just like Mars. Yeah, and then they have these. Uh, if you if you stay the night, if you stay the night, they have these. They call them Martian domes. It's like a little tent type TP type of deal, but it's really nice. It's nice if you take your wife there. Women will like this. Uh, okay. You you, you know you go there, and when you sleep, I can't really explain it. Uh, but they have like a mount or or, or a window uh, that looks like right at like the sunrise, and like as the sun rises and sets, it's just so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just the way they got them set up. But they call them Martian domes. Yes. Yeah. Everybody yeah. got somebody in their circle. It's probably like Chris right now. They just don't even know. So I need everybody to tap in with the people they know <laughs> right now. Start asking them questions. Yo, where you been in the world? Because you probably ain't got your stamps like Chris do <laughs> on the passport. But you got somebody at least who's been out of the country. Guarantee yeah. it. And speaking Definitely of traveling, man, I believe you probably got into crypto or at least into investing because i remember you telling me that there was somebody when you were stationed over there that you first started messing with penny stocks and then you started to build from there so let everybody know how you started investing yeah so uh so just to let you know uh so i wasn't actually in the military but i'm a, a civilian contractor so what a civilian contractor does is uh or what i do as a civilian contractor uh i, I i'm an it guy i'm in it i'm a computer guy it uh networking uh, router switches, setting them up, installing okay. access control devices, CCTV cameras. I do all that type of stuff, and I do it for the uh, for the military. 
Uh, and at that time, I was doing it for the military in war zones. Uh, and in war zones, uh, you know, it's pretty dangerous out there, but you do get a lot of time on your hands to kind of uh, pick up uh, pick up certain traits and, and learn stuff. And uh, I was actually working with a dude named Aaron Bolin. You know what I'm saying? That's my man, A.B., uh, Aaron Bolin. And uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out Aaron uh, for show. Uh, but when I when I when I met up with him, let me back it up a little bit before I met Aaron Bolin. All right. So when I started out with penny stocks, I would never uh, I would never make any. I, I would always I didn't know how to invest. I didn't know how to research companies. I didn't know what to even research. Yeah. I was just going off of I got I had a friend of mine. Oh, Chris, man, I just made some money on this stock on penny stocks. You need to get in. I'm jumping in trying to FOMO and I'm just losing all types of money. <laughs> like what's going on? Every time I get in the space, I'm always losing money. So, uh, so I'm like, man, uh, I'm like, OK, I was always interested. I was always into it, but I just had to learn how yeah. to invest. So, you know, a year goes by, two years go by, you know, like I said, I'm into it, but 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 I wasn't really putting any money into the stock market because I was just scared to because I didn't want to lose. But I was always doing research. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so then it came to I met Aaron Bowling and uh, he said, Chris, he says uh, he was a he was a, a crypto guy. So he says uh, he said, Chris, before you uh, start investing in crypto, he says, I want you to learn about money. And I and I and I started learning investing late. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I said, I was born in 1982, so I'm 41. So uh, this was probably I, I was like around 33, 34 at this time. Okay. And he says, uh, "I want you to learn about money." I'm like, "I'm 34, 35 years old. What are you talking <laughs> about learning about money? I know, I know about <laughs> money. You know what I'm saying?" So, uh, so he put me on to um, he put me on to some uh, some videos to watch on YouTube and. Um, and I learned about money, learned about inflation. I learned about the gold standard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I started learning about what is fiat currency. Uh, I, I just started to learn and uh, and I found I started learning how banks make money off of your money. Yep. I didn't know any yeah, of this stuff. Know. This is stuff that they don't teach us. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know any of this stuff. So so once I started to learn, I said, oh, OK. And I really got interested. And like I said, I was in war zones and you have a lot of time in war zones. So I had a lot of time to research and I had a lot of time to do certain stuff. So uh, so at this point, uh, he just he kind of pointed me in the right direction. He pointed me into a certain coin, which is, uh, you know, you always see me talking about it on Instagram. It's XRP, Ripple XRP. Yeah. That was the very first coin that I invested in as far as on the crypto side. Uh, so he pointed, he was a, Aaron Bowen was an XRP guy. So he, he kind of gave me the alley-oop. Yeah. So I, I, I got into, uh, uh, X, I got into investing in XRP and then I got into researching, you know, saying, uh, knowing who's the CEO, you know, knowing who's running the company knowing how much money they have coming in yearly, quarterly, uh, knowing what the coin does, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these different coins and different assets, a lot of people don't know, but they, they have certain functions within you right. know, their ecosystem. So I started learning everything and I would have never thought I would have been that dude waking up, looking at charts and looking at crypto <laughs> companies. No, nah, I would have never thought that would have been me. The same but here, man. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna lie to you. It became me, and I love it. It's cool. It's like yeah. a, it's a swag. You know what I'm yeah. saying? This is me. Yeah. 
So, uh, so I kind of got into it. And, uh, so, so, you know, I started, you know, uh, getting into Ripple XRP and investing in coin and learning, learning the, uh, the use factors of the coin and everything. And, uh, and then I started there, then I started to kind of venture off into different coins and, and I just kind of went from there. And, uh, but the main thing for me was, uh, because like I said, at the beginning, I was losing money. But the main thing for me was once I got the education, once I kind of got pushed into the right direction, once I started getting receiving the knowledge that, you know, uh, that I, that I needed to get, uh, it kind of just took off from there, man. And uh, and to this day, man, I love investing in the stock market and uh, coins. You know what I'm hey, saying? So yeah. that's what I like to do. But I, I'm still life. learning, you know. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is, I'm still learning too, man. It's it's not it's not like I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know everything about crypto or I know everything about the stock market. I know this, I know that, because it's because <clears throat> every day is something new, you know. Uh, but uh, I'm always learning, and, right. and 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 I like to learn. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I like this space. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you because I've been doing this for almost 20 years, you know, and every time when somebody asks me about it and they call me like a pro or something like that, like, yeah. that's cool. You know, I can't boast about that. What I will tell yeah. everybody is I'm always learning. I don't never consider myself like a super pro in this because there's always something yeah. that I can learn to be better about it. I feel comfortable right. with trading. Yeah. That's what I could tell anybody. Like I can, like, okay, I can pull a trigger a lot faster than what I used to be able yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But am I a pro? That's eh, debatable, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to do it, and I can show you yeah. how to do it, and feel comfortable being able to do that. And that's yeah. as far as I take it. So, yeah, you mentioned that you started with XRP, and then you started to get into other coins. So, what other coins did you eventually start to invest in? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, most definitely, uh, Stellar Lumens, uh, which, okay. is, which the ticker symbol is uh, XLM. Uh, I like Stellar. I like a lot of different coins. Uh, I like Stellar. Uh, I scored big on Ethereum. Uh, you know, a few years back, Ethereum was a, a coin that. Uh, I, 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 this is a funny story with <laughs> Ethereum. At the beginning part, when I first got into crypto, I lost a lot of money. I FOMO'd in when Ethereum first went to thirteen hundred. But I learned from this. Ethereum first went to thirteen hundred bucks the very first time it broke a thousand dollars, which I think was two thousand and it might have been two thousand eighteen. And once it hit thirteen hundred bucks, I bought in, mm. not knowing. <laughs> so I, I ended up buying in. And I lost all my damn money. It, it, it went from thirteen hundred. You know, crypto's very volatile. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it went from thirteen hundred, and maybe like six months later, it's sitting at like one hundred and eighty bucks. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, okay. So fast forward years later, uh, when I'm getting back into crypto, and I'm with Aaron Bolton, and I'm learning how to invest. And I said, you know, I, I never forgot that mistake. I said, where's? Mm. I said, let me see where Ethereum is right now. And at that point, Ethereum was at like uh, 500 bucks, but it was going down because it was during COVID when a lot of, it was a little run during COVID, but yeah. then it started to go down. So Ethereum had went down to like 220 bucks. And when it got to 220 bucks, I said, I know it's going to go back up. <laughs> <laughs> and I timed it right. So that was like, you learn from your mistakes. So I, yeah. I ended up getting, I ended up getting an Ethereum at that point at 200 bucks. And uh, I wish I would have got more, but I had got a nice little bag. Uh, and man, I ain't gonna lie to you, I cashed out at forty four hundred. You know what Ooh. I'm saying? So yeah, so that was my big lick. That was 
that was the move that made me like, I'm in it really? to win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 I'm in it, and, I, and I'm going to stay in it, and I'm going to continue to do my research, and I'm, I'm going to continue to learn uh, like the characteristics of the different coins. I'm going to learn how to read these charts, uh, and I'm going to and I'm I'm going to make smart investments because sometimes you know bad investment. You, you want to try to make smart investments. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, yeah man. I- a lot of people do that chase that same strategy when somebody else tells them something and then they follow it. And then, like you said, you end up losing money because you don't know what you're doing. You just follow yeah. behind somebody. Yeah. And that's cool. I want everybody to know that's totally fine. That's part of the process. This is yeah, not that- any different. And a lot of people learn this way. It sucks, but this is mm-hmm. how it really goes down. Unless you really willing to take a little bit of cash in the beginning and get with somebody who wants to give you some education via some, I don't know, whatever platform that they have, you could pay for. Yeah. Probably yeah. give yourself a learning curve that way. But most people, they like, I'm going to throw a couple something at it, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's gone. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Just like you said, there's, there's nothing wrong with mentorship. Some people don't nah. want mentorship, but there's nothing wrong with mentorship because because I wouldn't have, I don't know where I would be at in my investing career, if I wouldn't have met Aaron Bowling, you know, I, right, I probably right. would still do my thing, but Aaron really, he really pointed me in the right direction. Yeah, and he, he saved and some years he, off probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. And when he told me, Chris, you need to learn money first, how money works. That was the key for me. Just yeah. speaking for myself yeah. and a few other coins, uh, just to throw out there, uh, you know, for the audience, uh, like I said, uh, no. XRP, Stellar, uh, there's one called Chainlink out there that I like. It's about six bucks. Chainlink is a good one. Okay. Uh, uh, Cardano, most definitely. Okay. Uh, there's another one called uh, Hedera Hash Graph. That's a that's a I good never one. Heard of that one? Okay. Yeah, What's that yeah, one about? yeah, yeah. Check that one out. That's a uh, Hedera Hash Graph. Is um, uh, it's it's like a secondary to Bitcoin. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they uh they have their own little uh, platform as well. Uh, I kind of just got into the Hedera hash graph as well. Okay. But uh, but yeah, so I'm still doing the research on that one, but it's a good one. Yeah. Okay. That's so that's a approved one right there. <laughs> yeah, Hedera hash graph. Uh, Chainlink is for smart contracts. I don't know if the folks out there know about digital digital smart contracts. They, uh, they probably like, don't. That's what I always yeah. talk about, man. We got to learn. Yeah, in the ecosystem, man. I mean, just like we have contracts in real life, you, you whatever contract you may sign, like even in the uh, on the blockchain with these crypto companies, they actually have digital contracts that sit on the blockchain that actually goes into effect. They have certain dates, like everything is is set up as a regular contract, and, and it, it like whenever certain dates come, like the uh, whatever the contract says for that date, it takes effect. You know what I'm saying? It's a regular contract just in the yeah, uh the, the crypto firm. blockchain, the digital form of a contract. So uh, uh Chainlink, that's what they specialize in is uh digital contracts. Uh XRP is a uh a money transfer pro- uh protocol. Like they transfer like large amounts of money. Like the United States is moving a billion dollars to uh South Korea. They might use the SWIFT system, but XRP does it's kind of similar to SWIFT. Okay. Uh uh, what's another Bitcoin and Ethereum are always safe plays. Uh, yeah. You know, you could always, you know, they're, like I say, crypto uh, space is very volatile, but placing money on Bitcoin and Ethereum, that's always a safe play. Uh, right. 
Uh, what else we got? Uh, and and, and it, it all depends on what you're into. Like some folks are into NFTs, you know what I'm saying? Some folks is into like the metaverse. You know, you got you got metaverse coins, you got AI coins, you got NFT coins. It man, it's so big. I mean, it's I don't know all the coins, you know, but uh, but I know the ones that I kind of deal with. It's just so <laughs> many out there. So you you talked about the charts, man. What do you see right now as far as where Ethereum and Bitcoin are going to go? Where do you think is a good chance to pick them up? Oh, man. So now check this out. So as far as charts, so I'm I'm getting a little better at reading the charts. That's right. why just just like I would say, mentorship is great. I'll be watching a lot of your videos, too, because you always <laughs> been a person that knows how to read charts. Uh, but as far as Bitcoin and Ethereum right now, so Bitcoin right now is like at 30 grand, maybe a little over 30 yeah, grand. Like it might that. be like it might be like 29.8. I'm not sure if it dropped below 30 uh last night. But uh what I see from Bitcoin, they're 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 talking about a, a drop for September. Uh Is that they're talking that's about typically happening, like every September it happens, or like I guess uh I'm not sure. I don't know okay. about the chart characteristics for okay. the month of September. I'm not sure. Uh, but I do know they're speaking about a drop for September, uh, possibly between 22 and 26,000 a coin. Uh, a good price to get into that I feel, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Like if, if you hear it from me, I, a good price to get into, I would probably say would be around like, uh, I would probably, for a good price for me, to get into, <laughs> I would probably say around 22, 21, yeah, 20, 19. Uh, some folks might tell you, man, I'm just going to put uh, money on Bitcoin and just dollar cost average into it. Yeah, if it goes down, they just continue to buy. I'm that I'm that dude, too, because I'm kind of a yeah. long term holder instead yeah. of a trader. But I'm trying to learn trading now. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting into trading right now, but I'm more of a long term holder. But uh, I would say a good price to get into uh, if it continues to drop, I would say around like 19 to 21 for myself. Yeah, that's, um, that's what the chart talking about, too, right here, man. We've got the same thing right now, <laughs> right around yeah, that 20,000 yeah. mark. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of hoping it drops, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I kind of want to, you know, get, put some more into Bitcoin. Uh, and as far as the Ethereum uh, or, or back up a little bit for Bitcoin, but D, I'm telling you. Like I'm, I'm one of those crypto guys that I, I'm, I'm shooting for the moon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, I honestly think uh, by 2026, and I'm not no financial advisor. I'm just, I'm not throwing any information out there. Like, oh, it's gonna happen or nothing like that. But I honestly feel like uh, Bitcoin uh, is most definitely gonna hit a hundred thousand uh, okay. dollars soon. I, I don't know how soon. Uh, I may say 2026, 2027 might be a little sooner than that, because you know how volatile the crypto space is. Bitcoin will go to 70,000 in two months if you let it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but I do know uh, everyone is preparing for a, a massive uh, bull run in the crypto space or right around that late 2024, mid 2025, going into 2026, right around those time frames. Okay. So everyone is trying to get their portfolios together for when that bull run comes, you know what I'm saying? We can just, you know, we can get it. That is it for this week. Make sure you check me out next week. Tag the show Stocks and Bars. Tell me an interesting place that you have visited and I will see you for part two next week. Peace.
I got my click ready to use the money they got From jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not so hard I'm doing this making investing pop You law is extra, you tuning in to Stocks and Bars Stocks and Bars Stocks and Bars Stocks and Bars